Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, broken crayons still color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hiss, and today's guest is Annie Bell. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much. I am so honored and humbled to be with you. Yeah, and, and Annie and I actually met in person at a writer's conference, so I love that. That, you know, it, it just makes it even more powerful. But um, just to, to tell you a little bit about Annie and what she's going to share with us today in this episode, Annie is a survivor of a disease called polio and also a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. But I love this. She said she has learned how to turn her misery into ministry. Amen for that. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And her purpose is to inject hope and to be an advocate to the prevention of child abuse and sex trafficking. And so in this episode, she's going to share her powerful story. So I'm so just looking forward to hearing even more of your story, story, Annie. And just to start off, what did the broken crayons look like in your life? Well, as I, as you have um, read, um, catching polio at the age of three from the vaccine uh, could have been um, a real broken crayon that could, you know I was thinking could never be used. And right. um, but during that time, while I was still yet trying to recover from the many operations and almost dying. Um, oh, wow. I, um, my mother, and the other thing is I'm actually half Korean. I was in Korea when this happened. So oh, the wow. Korean doctors did not want to see me because I was half black. And so I almost died. And they, um, one of the doctors who finally would see me was actually a, a doctor that had uh, – been taught in the United States on how to stabilize patients who had just caught polio. So he told my mother, hey, I'm a stabilizer, but I don't know if she'll ever talk again, she'll ever walk oh, again, wow. and she probably won't live past the age of 16. Well, oh, I'm 48. Yeah, I was going to say, 48. how old are you today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am way past 16, yes. yes. <laughs> And so, um, yes, and and literally my crayon should have been wiped out, but God, um, you know, gave mercy. And um, and, and so I was, uh, again, you know, stabilized and taken to an, a, an American facility in Seoul, Korea, where I was um, able to, uh, to, you know, survive it. But during the time when I was going through all of that, I was initially um, – uh, abused by a cousin in Korea and um, at, at the age of five. And I remember bandages still being wrapped around my legs, and yet he was, you know, um, abusing me. And um, But wow. my the more horrific abuse began when I came to the United States at the age of six. I spoke very little English, my mother and my brother. Um, we were, you know, because we lived in Korea, and um, even though we – were near army bases it was still we still spoke mostly korean 
And so um, at the age of six, it was the indoctrination, you know, the, the kissing, the, the fondling, and, um, you know, trying to normalize that type of violation. By the time I was eight, it was uh, more of the um, just getting more, you know, uh, in, in depth in, in that um, in the abuse. And um, so I write about that in my book as well and about the fact that even with all those broken, all those broken crayons, crayons and the brokenness within me, um, I, uh, there's still, there's still ways to thrive and enjoy the rest of your life as a survivor. And so that is the biggest thing that I um, just, you know, try to, to, to say and just, you know, be loud about it that your past does not have to determine your present nor your future. Um, yeah. You know, we and, have, if we, yes, go ahead. And, you know, by age eight, I mean, you had ha- undergone so much trauma and abuse yes. between mm-hmm. the disability and even the prejudice that you faced, you know, when you were, um, when you were in Korea and then, you know, the sexual abuse and how, you know, just how it escalated. What would you say was the lowest point during those years? Or did it come later? You know, it actually came when I was 14 and the abuse finally stopped. I realized that what I, I knew what he was doing to me was wrong, but I had no confirmation. People didn't talk about sexual abuse and um, things like that. And so yeah. I, I I had no evidence and no proof that what he was doing was wrong. And I was watching Quincy one day, Quincy MD, and they had a child who was raped by her father and um, was impregnate, impregnated. And um, that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, you know, this is wrong. An adult oh, is wow. not supposed to have sex with a child or, you know, do all these other sexual activities, and so I stood up. Finally, I said, you know, that's it. If you touch me again, I'm going to call the police. Well, the, the so the um, molestation and the abuse finally stopped, but it was hard for me to uh, cope with the memories and yeah. the um, the trauma that I had experienced because, you know, sex, sexual abuse is, there's so many levels and there's mm-hmm. also the degradation, the, the verbal abuse and emotional abuse that goes along with it to manipulate the child. So anyway, um, I tried to kill myself when I was 14 wow. by taking um, pills. And um, mm. I woke up from it, and I told myself, and I was upset. I said, I can't even kill myself right, you know. Um, oh, man. But, yeah. <laughs> but I watched a movie <laughs> called, per- yeah, you know, Prince came out with Purple Rain, and, you know, he was abused, uh, supposedly abused as a child. And um, and I said, if he can rise above what he went through, then maybe I ha- there's some hope for me. And um, and so with that, I continued to try to get better, to feel better about who I am, um, and try to forget about the past. But, you know, uh, I never really had formal counseling, but I did take a lot, do a lot of um, self-help books. I watched a lot of Oprah. Um, coincidentally, now I am a, um, a, a, a psychologist. Um, I mean, I, I'm a Christian counselor. I've taken psychology as a major and all of that. And so now, of course, if I, if I had to do that all over again, I would have said, you know, I need some counseling. But, um, and so, uh, so anyway, that's, kind of how I got 
am now of advocating for children who have been abused and um, trying to abolish the sex trafficking and how necessary it is to to begin to talk about it, to begin the therapy Mm -hmm. so that uh, people can – thrive they can't they're not just empty shells walking around like zombies but that they can live a life of thriving right and instead of just surviving you can thrive and so you know for you it sounds like the turning point started when you actually heard something and you were educated that what was happening was wrong would you say that's true that is true and now God is using you to do that very same thing. Hallelujah, <laughs> yes. Educate and tell people that this is not your fault. This is wrong. This is not yes. something that's normal. And he's turning your mess mm. into a masterpiece. Mm. And so what is one piece of advice or encouragement to others, like, I'm sure there's many people listening that have went through some level of sexual abuse. I'm sure there's many parents that maybe have found out that their child was being abused that they didn't realize and they feel so, so responsible and they feel, you know, all of that. Now, do you have, you know, a piece of advice to give or encouragement? I do. And if I may give a piece of advice and encouragement, one is that um, what the abuser said to make to manipulate you is a lie mm-hmm. um it, it, you are not at fault it's not what you wore it's not what you did there's nothing that you did that um could justify anybody violating you um the the and the the other thing the word of encouragement that i want to give is believe in who you are when you the very first time you recall um liking yourself before that trauma happened go back to that point because that's the very essence of who you are and then begin to culminate begin to um nurture that in you so that um so that hope can begin to to arise in you again um and the last piece of advice is make sure that you have a relationship with God because he takes he can take you to a level of healing that you, no one else can ever do for you not prince not your mama um but <laughs> God can take you to a higher level of healing complete healing so that you can continue to again survive and be a light for others who um may have gone through the same thing or going through the same thing now. Amen. Now, you know, do you have a certain, a specific scripture that's really meant a lot to you through the years? Yes. And it's a scripture that, um, and my mom didn't even know she was a Buddhist, but she kept saying, she she was retelling the story to me. And she said, when I was dying, she kept saying, you will live, you will live, you will live. You're not going to die. Well, Really, that's Psalms one eighteen seventeen, and it, um, and it says, "You will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord." Ooh. And um, yes, and I stand behind that even to this day when I'm going through 
you know, difficulties within, because uh, surviving polio, and because I'm still disabled, um, and surviving polio, it, there's th- things that happen within the body, the breakdown of the neurons and stuff like that. And sometimes I go through in my body and there are days when I'm like, okay, can I make it? And yeah. um, that scripture will come to mind and it's like God is breathing, you know, his pneuma breath into me, into my body so that I can get up and and continue to, to declare the wondrous works of God. Yes, and I, that also speaks to when you were going through a suicide attempt. You know, Amen. you will live realize that. and not die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my God, that's right. Yes. Yes. Oh God, that is so powerful. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take up after this show. I'm gonna have to just thank God about that because I didn't, you know, I didn't connect that God. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. So that scripture, I know it just ministered to someone right now that's listening that needed that. That's either feeling hopeless and suicidal, or that is undergoing like a, you know life-threatening disease or whatever you're going through you know you may have so many things going on but you know that is an encouragement for you today now annie how can um, listeners find you if they want to maybe read your book or maybe even invite you to speak or just connect with you how can they find you online thank you for asking well if you google me minister annie bell um the page will fill up that's one way. Another way is to go to www.anniebellministries.com, um, and that is the portal to connect to the book, my radio show, my blog, um, and also to book me for any type of um, engagements uh, that you may that you may have that you think would fit your mission. I'm also on Facebook on um, Stop. Uh, excuse me, Irene. Stop abuse and abolish sex trafficking. And it's Irene is I-R-E-I-G-N. And that's um, out of 2 Timothy where it says, if we yet endure, we will yet, we will reign with Christ. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the acronym actually stands for I identify myself as a survivor. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ and I nurture myself and others. So that's what Irene stands for. Amen. You know, I could probably talk with you for hours, but (laughs) we try to keep these short and sweet. But your story definitely shows that God can turn our messes into masterpieces. Yes, and it it God has shown me that regardless of all of what I've gone through, that I am His masterpiece. Amen. Well, I just pray that all of you listening have been blessed today. You've been encouraged. And, you know, if you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to have you on the show. You can apply to be featured on this podcast at shellyhits.com forward slash story. And thank you so much again, Annie, for being here, for sharing, and we just pray blessings on your ministry. We will see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelley's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.